I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really, I'm that just really sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lane, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. There we go. Uh, we got an, another guy that's just uh, full of smiles, uh, and I love seeing this guy. You know, um, I remember this man just recently, actually earlier this year, was my cabin leader uh, at the uh, F3 Omaha Men's Retreat. Uh, he's just been a, a phenomenal leader within F3 and has actually got a really great story on uh, how he got engaged with F3 and then left for a while and then came back, uh, which I think resonates with a lot of guys. Um, but also just a really stand-up guy as far as a husband and and father and friend and uh, man. So uh, super fly, uh, great seeing you, man. And where we'd like to really start off is just give us that story of uh, who EH'd you, how'd you get started, what was that first workout like? And then I don't know, is is your, maybe you have a second first workout? Uh, tell us about uh, <laughs> about that journey there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ed, thank you for having me. So yeah, name is uh, Superfly. Dave Swearingen is my hospital name. 44 for another week. Uh, so we got that going there. We'll get that out of the way. Um, man, uh, so I started that first summer um, back in uh, what 2018 with uh, a guy named Specimen, who you probably know pretty well. Uh, he, uh, he spent the better part of probably two and a half, three months really putting that headlock in. And, and it was, I mean, you know, specimen, it was never like, Hey, I'm just going to park in the driveway and honk until you come out. But it was one of those, it was pretty strong EH and I just kept pushing him off. And, uh, so finally on my 40th birthday, we had, uh, uh, Oracle landed on my birthday and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a whirl and uh, I'll try it out. And I don't remember if it was my first beat down or it was maybe the weekend or two after there was a guy named Dufresne uh, that this, this beat down really sticks out. We were on the backside of the field house with that practice football field that had the little trench on the backside of it. And we did the tunnel of love and wow. everybody came out just absolutely filthy. It was, it was, I came home and my wife's like, what did you get into? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, it was awesome. I said, this part wasn't awesome, but it was so much fun. Uh, so yeah, specimen was my EH, uh, wait time was the cue that day. And man, during the, the name I probably went through like what felt like 15 to 20 different things before wait time. I, I had mentioned the coaching that I do and he's like, what do you coach? I said, well, I coach baseball. I've coached wrestling. I've coached soccer. And he's like, wait, wrestling like WWE and Superfly stuck. And, uh, you know, it was one of those, like, in the moment, you're like, God, I, wrestling's, like, the one of the further things down on my list that I would have thought of that was a sticking point. Because um, I didn't wrestle in high school. So it was just one of those, like, I've always been around the sport because of my family, but it wasn't my jam. And um, So, yeah, that name stuck. And, you know, it's one of those, I think, as you, it grows on you, right? And now that, that it's my identity. It's who I am. Um, so you mentioned the other piece, too, about the, my my 2.0 version uh so i came back it'll be two years 
think next week. So it'd be like the first or the first week of August. Uh, I came back as a really a push from a buddy of mine that had gone and done one workout uh, over in Gretna, called me up and told me about it. And, and uh, great guy. And it was just one of those like he had we'd gotten together for a, a team outing for baseball. And he was telling me about it. I'm like, dude, if you're going, I got to go. So I landed at top rope and uh, the first day back, we were on the backside of the school and, and there's a, for those that haven't been back there, there's a really hard lip of like the, the sidewalk runs right off about four inch drop into the, into the dirt on the backside of the school. And we were running around the backside of the school and I, I misjudged the edge of the sidewalk and took a pretty nasty tumble, but I tumbled and like shoulder rolled out like a true wrestling coach would and popped back up on my feet. And uh, Tater was right behind me. He goes, who the heck is that guy? And uh, it, wait time was right next to him. He goes, you know, I, I, I know that guy. I know that guy. I think it's Superfly and he's back. And uh, so that was two years ago. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride. I've been really consistent. So I, I fart sacked it like probably as hard as anybody has uh since joining f3 and then those guys that have come back i took so i called it like i called it a fart sack probably october november that first summer of 2018 when it got cold and uh, that was the opportunity for me just to like use that as the excuse and say hey i'm gonna go sad clown it up and just what was me because it's too cold to get outside and um so when i came back round two that was that was a way for me to like come back in the fall and I, and I kind of made a promise to myself and I made a promise to my wife to, you know, give it a shot during the winter and just, you know, work through that. And, and it was, uh, it was a blessing, like being able to grind it that first winter and be able to uh, just kind of embrace the suck of being out there in the cold every morning really helped me build some really strong relationships over the winter. Well, I commend you for doing that. I mean, I actually, I mean, I think some people take the opposite approach, especially after leadership, right? When I pass the torch, I'm like, I have no obligation to be out here in the cold and in the suck anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are we talking about the period in between? Is it like two years we're talking, a year? Well, so yeah, we're looking at what, 2018 to 20, late 2018 to middle of 2021. So okay. a good, uh, almost two and a half years uh, where I just, it was a hiatus. And it was one of those, we had, we had moved uh, the summer of 2019. So I lived two doors down from Specimen and that's how the EH happened. Just, um, and, and we moved into a neighborhood just, just about a mile to the West, but I didn't see him as much yeah. um, because we were kind of in opposite directions in our life at that point. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of fun. Like if you called Specimen up today, Plague, and he'd be like, hey, who was one of those guys that got you to come back out this last year? Not to brag, but it was one of those, like, we kept bouncing into each other because of school. And I kept like, hey, are you going to come out this weekend? Are you going to come out this week? And so finally he started coming back out and got him back on the queue schedule for the first time in, like, five years this last spring. So it was pretty cool to see um, see that kind of come back full circle and him help me, and then I get to help him. That is cool. I, I do kind of want to go back and – I'm just curious, what what do you think it was, the difference between, you know, your kind of startup to then your, I guess, your second startup? What what was it the second time around that, that got you more plugged in or more committed? Was it the guys? I mean, the 
2021, we're kind of coming yeah. out of COVID-ish era. Is it some of that? Yep. It was a little bit of everything. Um, one was a big push from, from my wife. Um, and, I, and I saw it as um, being in the, the financial world. 2020, 2021 was literally just like as fast as you could go for as many hours a day as you could go, right? Um, especially in the mortgage world. And so like the, the hours I was putting in and just the the stress that, you know, there was phone calls all the time. And, and I, it really started taking a toll on me, which, you know, took a, a toll on my family as well. And so I was irritable. I was cranky. I was snappy at the boys. I'd snap at my wife. Um, and so it was just one of those where I needed an outlet and she saw like, as soon as I started going back to F3, it was like, okay, there's that outlet. And, you know, for, for that piece of it, the workout was that first piece, right? No different than the first time out. It was, it was go get a workout in and feel better about yourself. And then, you know, you really let you, you become vulnerable in those moments in the, in the gloom and in the, in the circle of trust and the relationships that I built in Doppler was, was one of the first guys that really just put his arm around me and said, you're here, you're going to be here and we want you here. Um, and, and him and I have built a pretty amazing uh, friendship over the last couple of years. And um, so thankful for those guys like, like Doppler. And there's so many others that I could thank, but he just, he really sticks out just because of, because of that, that, that arm, you know, around the shoulder that he provided right away. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I think um, it's just cool to hear that it can be done. You know, I think there's so many guys that have, are maybe in your same spot. They've watched us grow and they're like, well, I can't go. I can't go back now. Right. It's been three years since I've seen those yeah. guys in the, you know, and I, I love to hear that um, you were welcomed, you know, just like we would expect you to be, you know, and there wasn't like, you know, I, I would be curious your thoughts on, um you know, as you think about like your family, you mentioned starting to have an impact on your family. I mean, it, any thoughts for like other guys? Is there, you know, maybe they've been in F3, maybe they are just coming to the workout or, but, but has it just been the, the workout or is it the relationships that have really been that outlet? I think I'm hearing you say it's been the relationships too, but. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, one of those things like, so you had Oompa on recently and um, I was leading a beat down at spike when he was side queue and, and this just really stuck out. And I had said something in my COT and, and it was to the fact of, you know, I mean, there's, there's guys that are, that you would never expect are pushing you that are pushing you. And, and, and the comment I made was guys just show up because you don't know who is pushing who it, it could be the guy that's, you know, 510 and 300 pounds and is trying to lose 20 pounds but he could be motivating the guy that's just getting up for the first time but but has been an athlete and and so you don't know who you don't know who is motivating who who is pushing who and so the the best part about being out there in the mornings is the fact that any one guy can push another guy no matter where they're at in their life no matter what stage they're going through whether it's at the highest of highs or the lowest of lows um, there's always those moments where, and it could be day to day too. I mean, um, you know, it depends on who you bounce into that day. You just don't know who is pushing who. And so, um, uh, 
bring your bring your a game bring your effort and and be vulnerable in those moments but yeah i guess the yeah. other question I, I would have for you is do you think because i you know I, I we have access to this roster right and i and i could yeah. i could guess like okay you know maybe if we send a, a text or an email to these you know 1200 guys but was there anything that F3 could have done or, or did that change have to happen inside of you? I mean, where do you, or, or like, could we be doing more to reach out to those guys that showed up in that first year and haven't been back or what's your take on that? You know, I think some of it could be, I think some of it is just, I, you know, it, it's different for every guy, right? I mean, I don't care if you're reading the word or if you're, you're, your stages in your life where different things mean different things. Right. And so I think, from from a leadership aspect um my brain goes to pick up the phone and ask him you know we haven't seen you out in a while what do you need from f3 or what what is missing in f3 or or is it just it's just not at your phase in your life that you have access to be out there and at that time of day I, i it's amazing what happens when when you don't live behind the keyboard whether it's text message or email and just pick up the phone and say, Hey man, how you doing? Um, there's been some really impactful conversations that I've been able to have the last two years, just, just shooting a random text message to somebody, man. Hey, how you doing? What's your, what's your week look like? Um, and so I think, yeah, just picking up the phone and, and calling and, and you had asked a question about, you know, like, what was it? It was definitely the relationships. I mean, the, the fitness piece of it helped create an outlet for my energy but also the relationships that knowing that somebody else could be going through or is going through the same thing that I'm going through. Um, but also stuff that I've gone through in the past, somebody could be reeling with right now. And so I think, again, it goes back to the, you don't know who's pushing who we've all gone through stuff. Right. And, you know, whether it's alcohol or pornography or drugs or, or depression or whatever it is, there's somebody within this group of guys that has, has experienced this or is experiencing it right now. And so I think just, you don't have to like pour your guts out to a guy, but just being vulnerable and saying, Hey, this is what I've got going on. And just shut up and listen. Sometimes is the best thing you can do. Yeah. Curious. I mean, do you feel like, you know, what you're getting from F3 translates well into like your normal day to day? Like, you know, hey, I'm I'm being more vulnerable here at the COT or I'm opening up with more guys. You catch yourself having some residual kind of positive feedback just outside of this workout group. Well, I think it's it's relationships, right? At the end of the day, whether it's whether it's family, whether it's business, whether it's F3, it's are, are you are you pouring in or are you taking away? And, and in order to, I didn't say that right, but you know what I mean? Like to the point where like you get in what you put out, you know, you're going to get out what you put in is what I meant to say. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in a networking environment for work or whether it's your family or, or your fitness. If, if your effort is garbage, you're going to get a garbage output. Right. And so, um, you know, I think, not to say go like crazy insane all in because you know, I'm sure you guys have friends like that too, that just become almost addictive to what they're doing. I think you have to have that balance, right. Of, you know, Hey, if you're going to train for a triathlon, it can't be your only focus because you have so many other things that pull you in different directions too. So just making sure that you have that balance within life is, 
to me, it's, that's what it's all about is being able to, to go have those outlets, but to make sure that you know who is there to support you and, and be able to lean on them too. Yeah. I, I think you, I, I kind of like how you said it the first time, you know, are you pouring in or are you, you know, are you taking out, I, as you were saying that I was thinking um, like, we've got this perfect group that can serve, a, serve, the the members in whatever season like i've certainly had some seasons where i needed i I wasn't able to pour in you know sort of that like the group helped get me back in my boat so that i could so i i love that um analogy i you mentioned kind of balance and and relationships and um my mind kind of goes to the the concentrica um and and like fellowship but tell us just give us you know kind of a little background on your family because i know um you had, you've had a baby, right? In the last, (laughs) as you were a psyche, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start off with God's got a great sense of humor and and I'll (laughs) I'll explain here from there. Uh, So my wife and I, Tracy, we will be coming up on our 16th anniversary here in early September. So uh, she's a very smart woman. Uh, We got married on nine, eight, seven. Can't ever forget that anniversary. Right. And so, uh, yeah, so it's one of those, um, and, and that just was the, the the tipping point of I knew that she was a really smart woman. And, um, no, she's amazing. Uh, we've got three kids. Um, Carter is going to be a sophomore. Uh, Bennett will be a first grader, so 15, 6, and then Marley is uh, almost nine months at this point. And uh, so we've got our baby girl in the house, and uh, yeah, yeah, everybody's like, they're all yours? I'm like, yes, they're all ours, uh, and, and it's it, 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 just uh, God's got a great sense of humor. And it's, it's one of those where we went through those, those moments of, um, you know, just being, being open and saying, is this, is this where we're meant to be as a family? Is it a family of three? Is it a, you know, and, and then we moved to Omaha eight years ago from Sioux city and we, we were dead set that it was going to be the three of us. And then God had a different plan for us, you know, seven, eight months later, we find out we were pregnant with Bennett and, um, and, uh, you know, the boys had always bugged us about having a sister and, and, uh, lo and behold, we come, come back from a vacation, uh, or we were on vacation. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how life works out. It's, it's, you, you think you have control, but it's, but it's not. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. <clears throat> and, uh, and so my wife jokes, uh, she also does FIA a couple of days a week and, she always jokes with me and she's like, you have to continue F3 and you have to make sure that there's always leadership in place because you always are going to need F3 to remain fit and healthy to take care of the family because I'll be 62 when, Mar- when Marley graduates. So, uh, That's high school. Uh, graduates I'm, high school, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Just high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just high school. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those, like, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to be looking for that respect, respect, respect at one point out there in the gloom. Um, just to make sure that, uh, my butt can, can, uh, help, uh, be there for the kids down the road. So I love that. And you know what? Yeah. It, it's, it's so funny because you're describing a phenomenon that I feel like is the opposite of, of, you know, our M's treating it as our mistress, right? You've got total buy-in from your wife and, you know, she's part of FIA. So she kind of sees and, and gets her own taste and flavor of, of what you're doing. I, I love that you kind of have some shared level of, of, of similar activity right yeah. um and you're talking about your kids I, i'm assuming you're 
you're getting buy-in from them. They're, they're seeing a difference in you personally. Have you had an opportunity to, to share it with them, bring them to any yeah. 2.0 workouts or anything? Maybe talk about oh, yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, so Carter, uh, his F3 name is Dash. Uh, he actually got to uh, queue a workout on his birthday. Um, so the beginning of June for his 15th birthday, he, uh, I had said that I was queuing and he should come with me on his birthday because I'm, I'm the queue at combine that day and he's like well why can't i cue it i'm like well you got to go to a workout first and like kind of you know he'd been to a couple 2.0 workouts and stuff and i'm like you got to come to a beat down first before you get to lead and so he came the week before and uh a little background on carter uh so he's uh like i said he'll be a sophomore he's up at billard north and wrestles well he qualified as a freshman for state and uh so which was a pretty cool deal and so he gets to his beat down and he, he designed the whole thing. I just helped him come up with the, uh, I, I just pulled out the, the, uh, the lexicon for him and helped him change some names of his stuff. Uh, but he had a, a, a shoulder blowout essentially is what his, uh, what his thing was. It was cores, core and shoulders and, uh, on a grinder where he had, he had six different types of Merkins and he, uh, he actually wants to coin double wide Merkins uh get your shoulder or your arms as wide or your hands as wide as you can and try to do a push-up um yeah he had he had he had guys uh under their breath were going who is this kid this is tough yeah and he, he he was loving it you know he was he was eating it up and and uh rubbermaid who uh was was a wrestling official he's like dude that guy's a state qualifier as a freshman he's not a slouch he's going to burn you out like this is a wrestling workout and uh, so, yeah, he had a blast with it. Um, and, and Bennett is uh, Jack Jack, uh, kind of played off of the dash theme there. And he's been to a couple of the 2.0 workouts uh, in the fall. And, and uh, you know, the, the first time I took him out, uh, I went to Oracle at 6, came back at 6.50. And my wife, Tracy, had said that he'd been sitting on the steps waiting for me to show up since 6.30. So, yeah, they've, they've definitely seen the, what it's done for me. Um, and, uh, so it's pretty cool to see now I've got, I've got dash coming out. We've been playing ultimate Frisbee the last couple of Fridays with the group. And, uh, so we'll be out there tomorrow morning playing and, uh, he loves it. He loves it. So the guys are really welcome in it. That's cool. I, you should submit the double wide Merkins. I think you can just submit it on online. I mean, I, I'm going to have, I'll have to, I'll yeah. have to do that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I, yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Just, um, and you know, selfishly as a, as a father of two girls, I, I like knowing, right. That we're getting more like, these are my daughter's future husbands, right. Someday. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm going to, that's going to be a prerequisite for my girls. Is, <laughs> does, he, does he do, does he, you know, does he do F3? Does he, does he have faith? And does he do F3? And if those are, yeah. right, then, you know. Um, well, and I think it just goes back to, you know, what fundamentals are you giving your kids and, and uh, you know, what, what are you doing to help them see what, what a, what a, good person in society looks like and you know whether it's fitness or whether it's just being a, a giver in your community right you know and and that's that's one thing that that my oldest has always had he, and and not to say that the other two don't but he's always had that servant's heart um and i, I love that piece of him because he it just it just oozes out of him that's cool 
just, you know, would be curious, not that we could have Dash on the podcast, but what do you think his perspective of, of the workout is? I mean, for you know, we're talking about, hey, we're getting relationships out of it and all this different stuff. Is he just thinking it's a fun workout or does he, do you feel like he actually gets, gets things from it outside of just the beatdown? I think first and foremost, it's time with dad. You know, it's, it's, it's a space where there's some commonality of it, where, where I'm going out and doing fitness stuff. He needs to be doing fitness stuff to stay in shape for, for what he wants to do uh, athletically. And so I think that's, that was kind of that key trigger of it's, it's, quality time with dad that I don't have to share with, with Bennett or Marley uh, because they're too young to be able to go do those things with us uh, on a regular basis. And so I think, I think that was the key trigger, but just seeing how, you know, guys like Scuba and, and barbershop immediately just kind of took them under their wing and, and uh, welcomed him in and tea party was another one too at, at uh, ultimate a couple of weeks ago. They just like, they were high-fiving him and, and uh, cheering him on. They were trying to help him get a touchdown in, a, in the game. And then, uh, so it was really cool just to see um, he felt like one of the guys, right? And I think that's, that's my takeaway from it. I think it'd be interesting to see what his takeaway is. That, you know, I think a lot of it stems back to just having that quality time together with the two of us. I think there's something, too. There's a I think it's Stephen Mansfield that wrote a book called Band of Brothers, but but he talks about sort of this idea of giving your kids uh, mentors that have similar values or or beliefs, right? So like at some point there might be something that that he doesn't, he, you know, hopefully he's comfortable talking with you about, but if he's not, he's got access, you know, and doesn't have to sort of search for answers on his own or in some other place that that ultimately you wouldn't want him searching, you know. So it's a lot of cool layers there. Yeah. And he's, he's got a really cool, um, so his youth pastor at our church, um, which is actually, I see sister act all the time. And, but but anyway, his Carter's youth pastor is a, is a wrestler, grew up in Iowa, uh, grew up wrestling. And and so they get, they, they had an instant connection and, and it's one of those where they've got a really cool relationship where they can just like Carter can text him at, nine o'clock at night and, and he'll, you know, he'll get back to him. And just, it's, it's a really cool relationship to see how they've, uh, how that's grown over the last couple of years. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. I'm curious. I appreciate It's great just hearing about your family. Cause I, I think it's mm-hmm. just um, one of those pieces, right. We don't always get to, to know about guys, but I'm curious when you think about other relationships, right. So kind of, you mentioned Doppler, um, you know, would love just your thoughts on that second FPs, how you, how you built relationships. And then sort of a, another question that just comes to mind for me is, um, the guys that were there when you first started, that were still there when you came back, um, were they accepting, I, you know, I guess, you know, I'm thinking, I'm selfishly thinking of myself. Like I, I think I was at both your first beat down and that one where you came back, but I can be a jerk sometimes. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> How, how were you, how did you, how, how, from your perspective, how did all that feel? Um, you know, I think from, from a perspective of like, I think you have to be, you have to be willing to lean in or you got to have that, that one guy within the gloom that really just is willing to kind of be vulnerable and put themselves out there. And whether it's, it's, they, you got to make somebody feel accepted. Right. And it, and it's, and it's a, you you hang back by the six with the, with the guy that's first day that's really struggling and you just kind of pour into him a little bit um or are you just gonna 
sprint and be at the front. And, and I think you need both of those because it kind of helps push the group and motivate the entire group. But like my personality is I want to, I mean, you've been to my, you've been to my site. It's, it's one of those where I want to have fun. I want people to feel welcome. Um, and, and have a good time, but let's get a workout in at the same time. And, and I, I get that mantra from my dad. Like, uh, I worked with my dad. I had the, the, the fortune of working with my dad when I was a teenager. And, uh, it, and it was always one of those where his, his mantra was get your work done, work hard, get your work done early. And if you get it done and you still got time in the day, then you can have fun. Um, but you got to get your work done first before you go have fun. And, and I love that piece of it. And it's kind of how I've kind of, I think that I'm carrying that on now too. And so, um, but as far as like, yes, there was guys that were, were at that, you know, those first beat downs that I went to in 2018, that first summer and fall that I did run into as I started coming back um, two years ago. And it, yeah, I mean, it was one of those, it was, it was so welcoming. And I, and I had met guys of like Tater, but it was, it was instantly like, like I was part of the gang and I had just stepped away for five minutes. And so I, I that was comforting um, to say that, you know, th those opportunities where you might step away for a little bit, but you come back, it's, it's like you stepped into the cheers bar. Like you just come back in and they're, they're, they're everybody's hollering norm when you walk back in. And so it's, I, I, I love that piece of it. And, and so many sites change year over year as far as like the regulars. Um, but there's still always that core there that as long as you keep bopping back, you're going to bounce into two or three of them every now and then. So, Yeah, I, I like that because, I, you know, I think it's it's important, right? And that's what we would want, right? Because essentially, like, we don't, you know, we, we don't always know what's going on in somebody's life, right? So that's the beauty of, of the group, right? If you got to step away for a while, or, you know, I think, um, I, and I just, I'm inspired that you, that you mustered up the courage and sort of the resilience to come back and to make that goal yourself. I think there's uh, maybe a lot of guys that are just for whatever reason, not doing that, but, you know, I, I do want to get, um, your thoughts on, on the faith piece. And, you know, I, I want to hear your personal story. Um, but would also love if you could share maybe like, I, I don't know at what, at what point the uh, men's retreat sort of intersects with your story and, and the impact that that might've had. Mm -hmm. um, so really the, the faith piece, it was one of those where, um, you know, it's always been part of my life. And I think that's one of those, like, as you go through your mid twenties, you kind of step away from, from the true faith piece. And you're like, I'm going to challenge stuff. And, uh, but it was a push again, a push for my wife. She is, she's an amazing motivator and, and encourager. Right. And so, um, you know, just really kind of dove back in and, and uh, we got, we, like I said, we moved to Omaha from Sioux City about eight years ago, and, and we kind of drifted around trying to find a, a church that felt like home, that, that we really had a, a, a church that we truly called home back in Sioux City. And so just to be able to find that, the one that had that similar type vibe. <clears throat> and and we landed on Brookside. And um, and so coming out to F3, I, I, you know, I knew who um, Sister Act was or Rob through church. And then bounced into him at a, at a workout and started finding out that there was tons of guys within Brookside that are, that are F3 guys, guys like Dollface and um, Barbershop and Beaver and, and 
Canadian bacon, just to name a couple, like those guys just really stick out. And, uh, so the retreat came, uh, to me really the first time. So this last year was my second time. Um, the first time was, was grills and sister act found me at uh, combine and they're like, why haven't you signed up for the retreat yet? And I'm like, I, I want to let guys that want to explore their faith, you know, show up to that. He's like, why don't you come up and see if you get deeper in your faith or explore your faith a little bit deeper and be vulnerable. I'm like, Oh, okay. And so that, that really how that piece came about of it. And, um, I had a great experience, uh, you know, as, um, as a participant of the, of the retreat. And it's a, it's a whole different perspective coming back the second year and, and being a cabin leader, a group leader, um, and, and not to take anything away from that because it was also an amazing experience being able to be a group leader. But I think there's so many little things that you miss because uh, you're always running around to meet up with, with the, the other leaders like five to 10 minutes before you got to be starting the next thing. And so you're constantly like watching the clock and you're like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. And so I think you miss out on some of those interactions that that can be more authentic and, and uh, kind of dive deeper into some guy's vulnerability. And so I thought that was, um, for me, that was one of those big takeaways from the retreat. Loved both experiences. I loved the opportunity to get to be kind of that uh, fire starter within a group. I never wanted to feel like I was in control of it, but just kind of being able to like spark a question here that would dive into, you know, see, see where that fire took us from, from those questions that we started with. And so um, the, the retreat for me though, like just to being able to have that, that space where you shut off, you know, everything else and really just dive into who you are and who you want to be and, and where your faith kind of fits into that. And so um, honestly, I, I've never been a big journaler. I'm not a big writer. Um, and, and two years ago at the retreat as a participant, that was the first time that I'd sat down and journaled. And uh, it was really impactful for me um, and just to be able to see some of those things that come out. I don't want to talk about all of it because I want guys to go um, and see the impact that it creates. I mean, it's called impact for a reason. Uh, uh, But just some of the things that come out of that retreat, uh, it'll open your eyes. Um, Even maybe, maybe not even from a faith perspective, but just open your eyes to, uh, to, to really show you how, lucky you are um, with the people that you have around you, whether it's guys from F3 or family or coworkers or whatever it may be, um, you kind of start seeing things in a little bit different perspective. Um, and, but yeah, the, the, the camaraderie, the, the fellowship that happens at the retreat was really amazing. And just to be able to, to carry that outside of those two and a half days that we we're at the retreat and be able to have conversations outside of that, like, like we have with our group of just kind of, you know, maybe it's a text message to check in and see how those guys are doing. And, um, you know, we all go through stuff each and every day. And so what's, what's going on? What are you seeing? You know, as someone who has yet to attend the, the retreat, I, I am curious. Um, do you feel like there's some carryover from those retreats back into the group, um, whether formally or informally? Yeah. And I think, I think from a faith perspective, yes, we dive into, we dive into some really deep conversations within the Bible and, and, but we also dive into some really deep conversations around 
life experiences that other guys within F3 that are being asked to lead in these um, in this retreat have gone through as well. And I think, you know, I think of uh, guys like Da Vinci. I mean, what he spoke about last year had had a huge impact. Uh, pantyhose. Uh, you know, you hear guys' the story of, you know, we all know pantyhose. We all know that he's got the the sock, but like just to hear the story behind the sock was, man, it was it like I was I I had I was choked up. And I, and I think from that perspective of um, like we all, we, again, it goes back to this, the earlier conversation. We, we all go through stuff. What stuff are we going through right now? And what stuff have we gone through in the past? And, and the stuff we don't know could happen in the future. Somebody else has already had within the group. And so they can be that, uh, that shoulder, whether it's to cry on or whether to lean on. Yeah. I, w- I would just say, I mean, I, I think what, a lot of what we experience in the morning workouts, right. is like some of the walls come down and we can get vulnerable and we experience, you know, growth and, and some clarity. The retreat though, I think takes it a step further and, and brings down some of the, the emotional, maybe spiritual barriers that um, at least for me created a, a lot of clarity around, you know, purpose and what's God's will for my life. And, um, ultimately like what, like, what is, what does God want me to be focusing on? And I, you know, I, I mean, this is, wasn't my first time in a church experience, but you know, to me, I, I just felt like, um, and, and honestly, I think the main reason is most of us are not carving out regular basis. So it just, it gives you the time and the space and the structure, uh, that really promotes that, uh, sort of experience, you know? Well, and it's different for each person too. And I think that's, what's, what makes oh. it amazing right is um you might have somebody that's coming in for the first time to explore their faith and you might have somebody that came back like water boy comes back for the second time to to take in the retreat because he wanted to dive a little bit deeper than than just scratching the surface and i think that's that's the beautiful part about the retreat and i think when you have those opportunities whether you've got somebody that's really doesn't know what their faith looks like or somebody that wants to dive deeper is it works for either of those guys. And I think that's the beautiful part about what, um, what Birdman and, and Sparty created within the retreat is that it's not, it, it doesn't have to be one particular guy type of guy that can go in and get something out of the retreat. And, and I had a, um, one of our pastors at our church in Sioux city, he led our men's group. He always said, find that one nugget. He, he, that that was his that was his word. It's find that one nugget that you can take away from from this experience, whether it's a Bible study, whether it was a retreat, whether it's something that you went to a conference for work. Like what what's that nugget that you took out of that, and and really can help kind of continue to build who you are as a person. Well, not to be like controversial or, or too <laughs> adversarial here. But, you know, for us in F3, right, is the concept is, is faith. It's not a particular faith. So, right. and I'm assuming this is all Christian theology based, right, for the most part. So how are we rationalizing that? Are we just creating an avenue for that particular subset of faith? Or, or how are we navigating those waters? You know, I don't, I don't know if I have a, a full answer on that. But I think it's one of those where, yes, it does 
it does it, it does come off of the Bible principles, and so that's kind of where the 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 whole structure of the weekend goes through. Um, but it's not that we're saying that this is only it, and I think that's the best part about it is yes, this this sliver of this weekend is definitely the 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 impact retreat has F3 guys there. It's not a, it's not intended to single out, but it, that's, it's an impact retreat. It's not an F3 retreat. And I think that's the biggest thing about it is that you can go do this, but you could, you could create, I mean, no different than F3 itself. You can go create a new workout. You could go create something for a completely different faith to grab four or five other guys and start the same thing, doing something else, because it's all about, it's all about, where you find focus and if you can rally people around it to, to help create focus as well. Right. Whether it's a, whether it's a, a 5k race or a, a new AO or, or a, a men's retreat to help, you know, uncover some, some questions that you may have in your own faith. Yeah. Pony, I think it's a good question. And as a lawyer, you know, right. It's in the fine print. Uh, no, <laughs> well, yeah. I have read free to leave, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, no, I really like this idea that, that you're saying, well, it can be used as a blueprint, right? I mean, just mm -hmm. like everything else that we do, it can be modified and, and made to be whatever it needs to be to serve whomever it needs to serve. So I think that's a great answer. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not going to hold anyone legally to anything. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Superfly, I am curious, you know, kind of from a just a faith perspective or maybe just a life perspective where have you found uh, challenges um, that you've maybe been over to, you know, overcome uh, and just curious if you would share anything in that space uh, that, you know, somebody else listening that might be going through a similar thing could, could uh, identify with. I don't know if I have any like specific one thing, but it's, it's one of those where, I mean, obviously I'm not a tall guy. Anybody that's worked out with me in the gloom, um, uh, you know, I just, I just handed over the reins on the tallest AO in Omaha, uh, as, as a little play on words. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's always for me as a, as a kid, that was always a challenge, you know, um, I've got a baby face to boot. And so it was one of those, I got into high school and I'm, I'm four foot 11 and 89 pounds. And, and at our high school, we had an elementary school just up the hill from us. And I had upperclassmen asked if I was lost in the wrong school. And so it's just, that that's always been one of those things that I've had to deal with personally. Um, but, you know, I think it's one of those, as I matured, I, I, I let that have less and less effect on me or tried to. Um, but, you know, I think from, from a, that perspective, I think as you grow older, you figure out that it really doesn't mean much of anything. It's who you are as a person. Um, and I've always, I've always tried to look at things in a pretty positive light. Um, obviously there's days where you just kind of get in that, Oh, what was me kind of mode where you're like, Oh, everybody's against me. I can't win. I'm never going to win. I can't do anything right. What, what am I supposed to be doing? But I think if you, you know, attitude to choice and, and the only other thing that you have a choice, a choice over is the effort that you put in each day. Um, and so that's one of those things that I've really tried to teach my boys. I'm going to, I'm going to teach it to Marley as well. Now that, now that we've got a baby girl in the house and, um, you know, attitude and effort are the two things that you have control over each and every day. And so, um, you know, I think, I think for me, just finding those moments where you can show 
somebody that those superficial things don't matter, right? Uh, kind of goes. I, I love watching Ted Lasso, and I think that 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 show has has had such an impact. Uh, just to kind of like reiterate some of my beliefs of you know you can create impact without being the tallest guy in the room um, by by just by being authentic. I, I love that. And that's a nugget right there, right? The, the, you know, attitude is a choice that you shared because I, I think, um, you know, it's interesting, right? How many guys have something that, that sort of is holding them back a little bit, right? It's that it, like the way I perceive myself and it's like, you know, I've got my things and you, you know, but unless we talk about it and um, like hear from either another guy or just hear ourselves saying it out loud, like hear like, like, wow, I, I didn't know you struggled with, you know, your height. And I can see how that might be something that um, is difficult for you, but that's, that's not how I see you. You know, when I look at you, I don't think about your height at all. And I think about your heart, you know? And so, but we don't know that unless we bring it up and talk about it. And it may seem silly or like a little thing, but it's still a thing, right? It's, it's like a thing that you're, that, that you deal with. And so I just, I, know, I think the more we can encourage guys to like, you know, look inside a little bit, figure out what that thing is. Let's talk about it and and get that uh, out of the way so it doesn't prevent you from doing what uh, what you can do, what God created you to do. I, I love that. Thanks for sharing that, man. I'm sure that's not um, an easy thing to share all the time. So, <laughs> talk to us about leadership because you mentioned the tallest AO, but um, you know, tell me about that. Just what what it was like to receive the flag and lead, and then uh, tell us about Steeple too. Yeah, um, you know, I think for for me, one of those like proximity is is important. Right. And that proximity has been crucial for me to continue to come back to F3. Um, I'm blessed with where we, with the neighborhood that we live in that I can I, seriously, I can go a mile and hit about eight AOs uh, on any given day of the week. And so it's just one or two miles really. But it, it, so I'm blessed the fact that I don't have to run all over town to get a good workout in and be around a good group of guys. Um, top rope, like I said, Doppler was one of those guys that quickly, put his arm around me and uh, while he was psych you at that rope and um, and we built a really strong relationship and it wasn't really wasn't long after I mean we were we were starting to talk about like succession stuff probably in January and starting to have some real conversations around you know would this interest me and and um, leadership's always been kind of one of those I feel like a, a God-given talent that I was blessed with is that I, I just have this willingness to, to want to help coach, guide, and mentor. Um, I, I hate the word manage. Um, I, I'd never, I never thought of myself as a manager. I wanted to be that coach, guide, mentor um, for somebody else. And so um, th the opportunity to, to lead the site came up really, like I said, early in, early in the year last year, and, um, you know, I had said, uh, we found out we were having Marley in March. And so it was one of those, like, I, I could have easily stepped back and said, you know, this isn't going to work because we've got the baby coming in the world and we've got all these other things. And I could have easily, and, and, and it would have been a valid excuse for, for 99 out of a hundred people. And, and it was one of those where I, I had committed to it and. I, I, I had committed to getting 
up and embracing the suck and going out and doing my workouts to where um, that was one of those accountability pieces that was like, at least I know I'm going to work out in on Wednesdays. Right. And because I need to be at my site to make sure that everything's running smoothly. And we've got a, we've got a guy leading at our queue for the day and um, that we're welcoming FNGs and, and doing all those things. And even guys that, have, you know, took a little fart sack and decided to come back uh, feel welcome when they come back in. And so um, that was where I really embraced it is the fact that, um, you know, there was, there was mornings where I might've gotten two to three hours of sleep, you know, right after Marley was born in uh, late October. And so there, but, but it was one of those, I knew that if I didn't do it, I would have FOMO later uh, for not getting out and doing those workouts. And so, um, like I said, for me, it became that really kind of accountability piece without having to lean on another guy for that accountability. Um, cause I knew I had to be up and, and be present. I couldn't hit the snooze and, and get an extra half hour, 45 minutes of sleep. So, um, uh, and then really, you know, as, as we kind of went through the year, I kept looking at a couple of guys that, uh, that really felt like they, they kind of fit with the top rope mentality and, um, uh, and then they kept getting plucked from me <laughs> to be honest. That, that, that's you know, how it works, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mentioned the name Boji and, and then they were like, boom, we're going to move them over here. Um, and, uh, mentioned a couple other guys. I, uh, you know, it was just one of those, one guy went through a career change and so he couldn't do it anymore. And, um, so talk to steeple and, and uh, it was one of those, like, does this interest you? And he, you know, he was like, well, yeah, yeah, it does. And, uh, the crazy thing about the whole deal is, is they had a baby, I think within a week of when we had our, our youngest. And so, you know, they were going through some of the same dynamics as we were within our house of, of the new baby in the house and trying to figure all those, those worlds out. And, uh, and so, yeah, we kind of went through that a little bit and then, um, you know, we've always kind of had a wrestling background with top rope, you know, arm bar started it out and, um, obviously he's, he's still coaching now and Doppler has been around wrestling for, for most of his life and his, his boys wrestled for a while. And, uh, I was always around the sport. I wrestled until high school. Um, and my brother wrestled through high school and now my boys are both wrestling. And so it was one of those, like, I want to find that guy that's, you know, a wrestler or at least part of it. Well, we come to find out through talking to him that steeplers uh, steeples family his, his wife's side of the family is big into wrestling and now his kids are are getting into the sport and so that really kind of came you know accidentally became full circle and um and then you know i mean he really steeple really did ruin it for us though because i mean he's got probably two to three inches on the three of us yeah, he's, he's tall psyche. <laughs> i mean he's yeah, he's tall in top rope terms. Uh, I mean, he's over five eight, so you know it's it's one of those where he's he's towering. But uh, no, it was a really cool experience to be able to uh, to be able to hand off the shovel. It's it's it was an amazing year uh, to see you know just the sustainability of what we did throughout the year. And and you know when Doppler handed the the shovel over to me last June, he was like, hey, you know. July, August, you've got the, you've got the Murph challenge. So you're going to have a ton of guys because you've got uh, red wings, you know, built into your AO. So there'll be guys that come in and do a Smurf and you'll, they'll stick around for, 
top rope and then it will slow down because of apex and and uh or iron packs and he's like it'll slow down a little bit for that and we never slowed down we we continued to have about 25 uh packs members every morning and uh we got into the winter and, and doppler's like oh just be prepared you'll you'll get down to like eight to ten that'll be pretty normal through we never slowed down we continued to have you know 20 to 25 throughout the winter and, and granted it was pretty mild but it was one of those where we were so uh, i felt so fortunate to have uh an ao that really never struggled through you know the winter um and uh, you know we kept adding aos around the the area and and uh we added catalyst you know throughout the year and we thought we'd lose guys to you know i thought we'd lose 50 percent of the guys so we lost a few but we gained a few in the process right and so it was it was cool to see that just the maybe not so much like net growth but just the sustainability through all the expansion and and all the changes that have happened over the last year within f3 omaha um that that to me was really fulfilling and then obviously the the shovel pass man that was uh <laughs> that that was uh that was an event none of us that were there will ever forget uh as as i'm holding a lightning rod and, and if you haven't seen the picture on twitter uh i'm pretty sure somebody posted it to f3 nation about uh about how crazy we were with that uh tater caught a, a beautiful uh landscape picture of a thunderbolt behind us spreading across the sky as we're doing our name around um it was it was a little hairy we had to we had to trim and cut and paste a little bit of the beat down we had to cut what 15 20 minutes out of the and uh we got to we got to coffee as the as the rain came down but uh, nobody got hurt which which is a good thing but uh yeah it's, it was a great year i was uh so blessed to be around an amazing group of guys that you know that was it was it was a cool opportunity i never rinsed and repeated a a, a queue the entire year uh which was which i had made that goal with doppler like I'm, it was kind of a stupid little like challenge goal that i put on myself i'm like i'm gonna do my best to not rinse and repeat on a queue and and see how far i can go and and um to my knowledge, I'd have to go through the roster again, but to my knowledge, we didn't rinse and repeat the entire 52 weeks. So it was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool year. Well, that's incredible, man. And and congrats on successfully handing off, you know, the, you know, you touched on a, a fear that most IQs have is we don't want to, we don't want to fail. We don't want one to fail. Right. And, yeah. and you made yeah. it. And that's the most important part is passing it on. You know, just one last question on leadership here. Um, you know, early on you said, Hey, I'm, god-given leader thankfully you know it's a natural ability i have i mean i am curious what was your takeaway did you get any key leadership takeaways that you were able to continue on and and, and kind of help progress your growth there uh, from f3 itself yeah whereas your role as a psych yeah I, you know i think one of those things like like lean in and know what's going on with your people Right. And I, and I think you can take that into your family. You can take that into your business world. Um, you know, you know, your job every day, every day that you're doing, um, you know, that, that was one of those things that I really tried to work on with my, my team professionally was lean in, figure out, you know, when they're having a bad day, don't let them just kind of shut you off and say, I don't want to talk about it. Like if you're vulnerable, they, they feel more comfortable to be vulnerable. And I think that's where, that was one of those things that I figured out really early last, you know, taking over the flag was like, you don't have to like spill your guts, but if you're just vulnerable and say, Hey man, I'm having a bad day. And, and just be honest. Like I'm not feeling this morning. I feel like garbage. I 
didn't sleep well. I just, I'm, I'm not going to get a good workout in. And then you figure out that somebody else next to you who's right there to pick you up. And I think, um, you know, just, just communicate with the people around you and, and, uh, you know, have a, be vulnerable and have a conversation. Yeah, that's great advice, man. And I think that applies to a ton of different uh, areas. Later, Pony. Um, tell me, you know, one of the things that we've been trying to get from guys is is just um, when you think about, you know, your your journey and, you know, sort of where you're at today, what's something that you could use some encouragement or prayers for? What What is in that space for you? As we see out there in the gloom, what should we be encouraging you Hmm. That's a really good question. I, I, I don't like step back and think about that very often. Mm. And I, and I think just, you know, continued support of, um, you know, for me, community is huge. Um, and I, and I figured that out very early on during the pandemic is, um, I'm one of those that thrive on having a community, um, uh, to me to, to hermit up and to, to hunker down in my house. Uh, I was I was quickly volunteering to be the uh, the grocery runner or the errand runner um, because it was one of those I needed to be around people and I think that's for me the encouragement is just keep showing up because if you're showing up I'm showing up we can be better together and and help maybe help another guy lose that sad clown um, persona that he he's carrying around and he doesn't know it right wow. and so I think that's the I think that's kind of the, for me, if I can help lift somebody up, that that's, that's the encouragement. I, I, I feed off of those moments. Oh. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I need. Okay. Keep bringing, awesome. keep bringing guys out. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, curious if there's anything else maybe that you were wanting to share that we didn't get to cover today or, or anything else you would add before we wrap? No, I think, I think it's just one of those, like, it's it, it's been a great opportunity to sit back and, and just kind of recollect on, on the year that, uh, you know, it went so fast, you know, and I, and I know that sounds really, really cliche, but it's one of those where um, I, I guess my encouragement to the guys out there that maybe have thought about being a site queue or, or maybe they're just getting started with F3 or they haven't started at all. Um, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, try, try new things. Um, because you don't know what you don't like unless you try it. Right. Mm. I mean, you can say, you can say that you don't like it, but if you haven't truly tried it, you can't say that. Right. And I think that's, um, that's something I'm trying right now really hard to do is like just being willing to to try new things, whether it's new foods, um, you know, getting out and doing a different style of workout or, or, um, you know, just whatever it may be like, um, just, putting myself in being a little more vulnerable while still kind of staying within my character. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those where, um, yeah, I, I just, I want to, I want to see guys continue to, to get out there and, and stretch themselves, right. Uh, mm-hmm. be better to be better to, today than you were yesterday. And I think that's, um, I think that's key for any of us, whether it's our, eighth year in like like wait time or whether it's your day one is tomorrow and yeah. uh it, it's what are you doing to be better today yeah man i love that that's phenomenal and just you know thanks for taking time to share uh your story and um really thank you for for coming back you know i think um 
I know the group is better today. I know I'm better today uh, because we, we get to be influenced and impacted by you. So just thanks. Thanks for everything that you're doing, man. Let's uh, thanks, do a little name Um I'll try to do, I'll try to do pony. Maybe I'll start with pony here. Uh, we'll see if I can remember his age. I think he's still, <laughs> I think he's still 29. He's still so young. Uh, he, we go, he, he does. He does look 29. So let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. John Whitworth. 29 ish. John Whitworth, 29 ish pony express. Nay. Uh, Brandon play already 37. The plague. Ah, ah, yeah. uh, Dave Swear Engine 44, Superfly. Superfly. And do you, you do like the people's elbow or just, you know? And... Well, so the fridge, because I'm, I'm turning 45 next week and I can't do the double fours anymore. Yeah. Fridge has got me doing this little butterfly fly thing now. So yeah, I like it. it. I, think, I think it's going to stick. Superfly. Super yeah, I yeah. like it. I like it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks for your time today. All right, bud. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Have a good one. Yep, bye.